Well, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to stand to your feet. And without any further ado, surprise, surprise, let's welcome Pastor Steve Trent all the way from central Uganda. Come on, let's welcome him. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You may get seated. Greetings from Uganda. Greetings from my uh, family and uh, the saints at large. Uh, they asked me to say thank you, thank you so much for your partnership with us. And uh, thank you so much for sending the team to come in July. Uh, I believe you had all wonderful reports. It was a successful mission. Thank you so much for everything you have done and you continue to do. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, uh, I'm blessed today to be a person chosen to share in the week of global mission. I am taxed to answer three questions. Uh, those are the questions which I'm going to rotate around uh, within my sermon. But before I tell you those questions, may we pray. Father, bless your name. Thank you so much for today. Bless us. Speak to us. May we hear what you want us to hear today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, the first question which I am taxed to, to answer or to share about is why missions? The second question, why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? I'm going to begin from the book of Acts, chapter 1. Chapter 1 from verse verse 5, actually verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, that's Jesus. So I'm reading from NIV version. I repeat. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea 
and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After I said this, he was taken before their very eyes, and the crowd hid him from their sight. As we read this portion of the scripture, I'll go straight away to the answer. Why missions? Why this church is so focused on mission? First, maybe I'll begin with the second answer, with the second answer. The second answer I'll say is because the church is is filled with the Holy Spirit. Whenever you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll always be a mission-minded person. So I'll go to my first answer. Why and why is it missions? It's because we are commanded to do so. In the words of Jesus, when he was with his disciples eating, he told them, do not depart from where you are. Do not depart until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. There are things which we can do within our own efforts. Believe me not, but there are things which we cannot do without the power and the presence of God. We cannot be mission-minded. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out within my mind how can other churches and ministries operate if they do not depend on the Holy Spirit? We'll always be selfish we will always be self-centered. Why am I saying that? Because on verse 6, when Jesus had told them that you are going to receive the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you stay here and wait. On verse 6, quickly they gathered around him and they said, and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Their mind was centered on their kingdom. They were self-centered. But on the mind of Jesus, Jesus was looking beyond. He said, it is not for you to know. Don't worry about that. But what at hand is this? You will be my witness. I believe most of us, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the tasks you are given is to be a witness. Is to move and to go around and share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is for you to speak on the behalf of Jesus. Because the Bible says here, immediately when he has spoken that, Jesus was taken away from them. 
and everybody was saying. And the responsibility was being left to them. So it's the same responsibility we as the church, we have. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to be a witness, to represent any missionary, any person to be a witness, you have to move. I normally say to the people back at home that we are not given the Holy Spirit to sit and warm the chairs. Sometimes we break them and we buy new. But if we are given the Holy Spirit and Jesus has entrusted his power and his presence to us, one task, one of the tasks he gave us to go outside and be witnesses. So, why missions? Because we are commanded to do so. Sometimes we get tired to hear mission, mission, mission. Care, 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 care. Sometimes we feel we are fed up. If you are fed up, maybe let Jesus take away also his Holy Spirit from you. If you say we are tired of missions, we are as if saying we no longer need the promised gift you have given to us. All of us, the journey we are moving, the journey we are taking, we are taking the journey with the power and the presence of the gift, which is the Holy Spirit, which is being given to us. So, Jesus knew that we cannot do it on our own. We needed the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, to give us the power. Jesus communicated to them. He communicated a vision. He gave them the direction and also he promised them the empowerment which is the Holy Spirit. In chapter 2 as all of us know that's when the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came to the entire congregation. They were in the upper room. Maybe they were hiding. Maybe they were praying. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit came in power, like a wind. On verse 5, on verse 5, chapter 2, the Bible says, Now they are staying in Jerusalem. This is a transition. We are, we, we are now moving from a promise, and the promise has come, and now, when the, when the Holy Spirit has, has come to the apostles, now they are going to move on and do and begin to do what they are being commanded to do. So in chapter 2, he says, Now they are staying, there, now they are staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews. 
from every nation under heaven. Let us ponder a little bit on here. The Bible says, in Jerusalem, there were God-fearing Jews. My question comes, do they have the Holy Spirit? Were they having the power of the Holy Spirit? I don't know. It's up to you to search. But here the scripture says, there were God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came gathering in, uh, in, in amazement, in wondering, because each one had their own language being spoken. When the Holy Spirit came, it came on the certain group of people. And also there are another group of people who were God-fearing in Jerusalem. It happened to, to the Christians and to the people who were there, the Holy Spirit was not happening on them. So what was going on, as you can read the story, they started to speak in their own language. Everyone was hearing the wonders of God, which are being uttered by the people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of people mentioned here who were in Jerusalem, and all of them were hearing the word of God being spoken. So, the Bible says, when they came together, Peter started to speak to them. Peter started to communicate to them, to explain what was happening. But what I want us to know here, on verse 7, these people, they are amazed. They asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Are not all coming from the same ethnic group? Now, why are we hearing them speaking in different languages? Each one of us, we are hearing them communicating. So, when you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, God is going to use you to reach to different ethnic groups, to reach to the people who are not coming from your same area. The people who are speaking there from the Galilee, by they communicated to people from the Arabs, they communicated to people who are coming from Africa, because when you, you read the portion of the scripture, it mentions where all the people were coming from. So, as we go in chapter 3, 
we are moving on because I'm answering the three quick questions. The first question, why missions? The second question is all about why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? In chapter one, we are being commanded. In chapter two, they have started to communicate or to obey the commandment of God to take missions, to take the word of God to different ethnic groups. Chapter 3, we are answered in question 2 and question 3. Verse 1, the Bible says, One day, chapter 3, verse 1, One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer in, at 3 in the afternoon. Peter and John filled with the Holy Spirit. Now they are going to the temple to pray. What do they find as they are going to the temple? Some of us, we don't want interruptions. We don't want to be interrupted when, when you are going to do something. I believe even Peter and John do not want to do to be interrupted. But now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called the beautiful. There he was put every day to beg. Every day they used to be God-fearing people entering the temple to pray. Every day. And this man was at the temple begging. The Bible says where he was put every day to beg from those who are going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankle became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they are filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. John and Peter, they were on the mission. And their mission was about prayer. 
But when they are entering the temple courts, they, they met a man who had a practical need, and that practical need needed a practical answer. Even though he begged for money, but his need was not money. His need was, he, wa he needed to be helped so that he can be lifted up, so that he can come on his feet, so that he can stand up and walk. The Bible says, Peter and John, they reached out, he reached out his hand, he helped a man, a man stood up and walked. He jumped. This opened a door for two ministries. One, ministry of praising, and another ministry, if you continue to read it from verse 11, Peter began to preach to onlookers. People who were looking on. People who were wondering. It opened up a door, another big door. If John and Peter did not care for this person who was on the door, let me ask you a question. Maybe let me ask myself a question. Don't I think that there are so many people who are bypassing this lame person? This person who was, who was begging? I believe, believe me not, there are so many devoted people like some of us. Devoted people who do not want to know. Their only mission is, is to go for prayer. But maybe there's someone outside there waiting for you so that you can care for them. Maybe you are bypassing your opportunity. Maybe you are missing an opportunity for your ministry to go to another level. Peter and John, they were going for prayer. That was their mission. But on their way to church, they met a need. A need which expanded their ministry. A need which opened up which opened up a door for them to speak. There are places, you know, when you read this portion of the scripture, the Bible said, a beggar joined them. A beggar went with them. They entered in the temple courts. And this man was praising, jumping. This is where partnership comes in. Maybe there are places which you need and you want to go to. There are areas which you want to reach to. But you need a beggar to escort you to go there. 
you need someone to move with you, to help you, so that your door can be opened up. Amen? Why should we care for one another? There are so many benefits. There are so many benefits. But I'll just mention a few. One, for those who do not know God so that they can come to know him. Peter and John, they helped a beggar and it opened a door, a door for the onlookers to hear the message of salvation. A thing you do to one person opens a big door for others to know who God is and how big he is. Amen? Amen. Two, to, it helps those who are already in the church, who are already born again, it helps them so that they can go also to another level. I believe this beggar was seated all the time hearing wonderful messages. Maybe even there are some speakers going outside there. Because sometimes in the church there are people outside there who need and you put speakers outside so that they can hear the, the gospel. This person always was hearing the message from the church. But when John and Peter helped him, lifted him up, it helped him to go to another level, jumping up, praising God, also allowing him to enter the Holy of Holies. Three, why should we care for one another? For your door to be opened up. Another ministry for you to be, to be opened up. Like Peter and John. A platform. Did they continue with the prayer? I don't know. Don't ask me. But what I see here, they, they got opportunity to speak and to witness on behalf of Jesus. So, as I said, there are things which you can do alone and there are things which you cannot do alone. A beggar was on the temple court and he could not move an inch. He needed someone to, to lift him up. As the scripture says, taking him by hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and the ankle became strong. Do you know that there are some people who are weak because they are seated down? And they just needed to be shaken up. They just need, they just need your hand to lift them up so that they can come 
on their feet and stand up. There are people outside there, seated, they are weak, they feel they are useless, but they just need you to go and just give them a hand. You never know whether your hand might be the strength of another person. Verse 8, he jumped on his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them in the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. When Peter and John cared for this man, as I said, it opened up a door for the ministry. Peter and John were two. Now we see a third person. That's where partnership comes on. So the ministry of Peter is being elevated to another level. So partnership takes you to places where you cannot go or where you, you cannot reach. So, as I conclude, some of the work of the Holy Spirit which you have, I believe you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Some of the work of the Holy Spirit is to help you and also to help me to reach nations, to care for others, and also to partner with others so that the word of God can be expanded, can go ahead. I want you to think about this as you go outside. Think about three things. One, why do you have the Holy Spirit? Just think. Why do you have the Holy Spirit? Two, maybe, maybe, you are the John and the Peter of today. Three, maybe there's someone who is waiting for you so that you can lift them up. Amen? God bless you so much. Join me once again in thanking the Lord for Pastor Steve. What a blessing. What a word to us. Praise God. I tell you, our hearts are challenged in a very good way. That God has more for us. More that he wants to do. Not merely for us, but through us. That we would be his vessels, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his mouth, his ears that declare God's goodness to the world. In just a moment, I'm going to have, if he would, Pastor Steve, to just speak over us and pray over us. Because as has been stated throughout this entire day of our time together, all it takes is saying yes to the Lord. I think of that in regards to even my own life. Anything that has ever transpired in regards to following the course that God has set for my life has always started simply with a yes, Lord. And he has taken that yes and 
done some things that I would have never even imagined in my own thinking and in my own mind. But as Pastor Steve was just sharing with us, that's why he has given us the person of the Holy Spirit. To live in us, to live through us. To reach others with the goodness of Jesus Christ. Pastor Steve, thank you for coming and sharing with us. And thank you for allowing us to come alongside you and partner there in Uganda. Our pastor, as many of you know, he just returned from Uganda spending time with Pastor Steve and the school there. And a group that went from here. And uh, those of us who could not go, we were praying on this end. But you have challenged our heart in a very godly way, and we receive what God has shared with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask everyone if you'll just stand to your feet. And before we leave, Pastor Steve is just going to speak and pray over us. And just open your heart to whatever the Lord is speaking to you right now. Whatever you've heard in this teaching, whatever you've heard through this entire worship experience, allow your hearts just to resonate in that and receive all that God has for you. And just simply say yes to him. Some of you, as you go out to the tables out in the lobby, you'll hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you there. Some of you in the parking lot, others of you in the car. Just the Holy Spirit just whispering in your heart, follow me. I'll guide you. I'll lead you. Let's receive as Pastor Steve prays over us. Father, I bless your name. And thank you so, so much, first of all, for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Father, we recognize your presence in our lives. Because every day you whisper to us, Every day you speak to us. Every day you knock at the door of our hearts. Forgive us where we have refused to open for you. Father, today, as we stand here before you, may you help us so that we can open for you, so that we can hear you speak to us. May you whisper to each one of us, Lord. Father, I pray, may you quicken someone here so that my father, he can say, or she can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to your call. Father, I pray, may you walk and work with your people. May you motivate. I know, Lord, so many are already motivated. So many there are like Peters. They are on the way. They are going to the church every day. They are so committed. But some, they don't see the opportunity of helping someone, of lifting someone. Father, open our eyes to see who needs to be lifted up. Father, you said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. As they give a hand, <laughs> may it, my Father, be an opportunity for them to receive an open door. Whatever they have been praying for, whatever they have been crying for, may you be the answer. Father, I pray, may your presence, may your spirit, Come in power.
and move with them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Praise God. I'm going to ask our prayer team if they'll come to the front, our prayer team, if they'll come to the front. And if you're here and desire further prayer, we want to pray with you and encourage you. Thank you so much for being here. Go forth and reach the world for Jesus. God bless you. Exciting things that are happening here. Would you welcome to the stage with me the Smith family? Come on, let's welcome them. Many of you are aware that this church has been blessed with some awesome leadership that has taken us forward in the area of missions and outreach around the world and even locally. And uh, recently, our missions director, and the person of uh, Matt Loeffler, many of you know him and his lovely wife, Tiffany. They were blessed after many, many years of prayer and seeking God to receive and adopt their two children from Haiti. And we were so grateful about that. We were praying about that. And it took nearly seven years of processing and praying. You know, often they'll tell someone, uh, they'll say, well, I can't imagine what it was like to carry a baby in you for nine months. Well, can you imagine carrying a baby or a child in your heart for seven years and wanting to see that child come? And God blessed them with both of their children, a wonderful son and daughter, to uh, be blessed with them and bring them home. So they have transitioned now uh, from his role as our missions director so that they can focus on acclimating their children here to a new home and a new country new in school and an environment. They're doing a wonderful job. But as such, God has been gracious to us to provide for us now a global and uh, local community, rather global and community director in the person of Courtney Smith. Would you again thank God for her? She will be assuming the role of our global and community director. Uh, she has served in the past as a missions coordinator with Matt and uh, has done some things alongside him for many years before, two years ago, taking on our, our community uh, outreach and our community ministry here in this uh, church and, and in the city and the region. So it's just been a blessing. But now she has got a little bit more on her plate, and uh, we're excited about that. She has her family on the stage, and I want her to introduce them and tell us a little bit about their story and uh, have just a few more things I want to share with you. All right, thank you. Uh, this is my son, Ellis, who is 11. This is my son, Cairo, who is almost 11 months, and my husband of 12 years, Ben. Um, and we're just, we're so blessed to be here. Part of um, the reason why we're a family and here is because of your prayers. Um, so back in 2008, I went on my first mission with Bridgeway. And Ellis was one of the little boys there that just, stuck out to me and so I took a picture of him um, and I at the time I was working for a magazine and so we're getting ready to launch a sponsorship project 
and I was like, oh, I can't use like his picture, you know, for this magazine and not even sponsor him. So we sponsored him. Um, and, and then we just continue to go back to Uganda, um, over and over again and work alongside of Pastor Steve. Um, and while we were there, the need arise where Ellis needed a family, a mom and dad. Um, and so <laughs> during that time we were like, no, it couldn't be us. We're so unqualified. There's no way like God could want us to do this, but God spoke to me and he said, simply say yes. And so for four and a half years, we said yes. And that was our journey of adoption, of going back and forth. And, and finally, almost two years ago, Ellis got to come home and join us in the U.S. Amen. Amen. And so uh, during that time of adoption, it took four and a half years, but a lot of the time we kept on um, just reaching hangups in the system, and that had to do with corruption. It had to do with greed. Um, we had a probation officer who wanted us to basically pay them off so they could traffic our son home, and we said no. And that meant leaving our son behind again. And during that time, I said, what, what do we need to get him home? And what I found was we needed a social worker. And so I said, okay, I'll just become one and do it myself. And so um, signed up, went to Sac State, uh, completed my undergrad as a BSW. And then um, as I got near graduation, I found out that you actually needed your master's to do adoption. <laughs> and I was like, Dang it! So signed up for grad school, um, completed my master's as a social worker, um, and thank God by the time I actually um, completed, we had found a great social worker and agency, and our son was able to um, to be with me as I graduated as a social worker. Amazing, amazing. Obviously, where God guides, He does provide. And that's powerful. You will notice, beloved, behind us, we have flags that are displayed that represent all of the various nations that we are serving, that we are partnering with, or we've had teams that have gone there, or different ones that we are partnered with in the ministries that are happening there. So those flags represent each of those nations. I don't know, maybe one of these days we'll have flags all across the stage God is doing some awesome things in this ministry as we're seeing more and more globalization, even in our region. We're seeing that they're saying that in this region, it is the most diverse region, one of the most diverse regions in the nation. Just on my uh, court alone, I live on a court that has four homes and three of my neighbors out of the four homes that are there, I'm the fourth home. Three of those neighbors come from different nations. So it's amazing what is happening. Courtney, with that, given the fact that there's so much that is taking place, what's the vision that God has given you? How can we follow along with you and what God is doing in regards to global care? Sure. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of my personal testimony, right? And as I stepped out to be a missionary in 2008, um, there was nothing that made me qualify to be a missionary, to travel. It was actually, I think my first time, well, it was my first time on an international plane, second time ever to ride a plane was off to Africa, right? Um, but all it required is saying yes, right? And God kind of filled in um, all the provision and things in the meantime. Um, when, when Ellis, you know, um, when we were looking at adoption and like, oh my goodness, how, where do we even start? God said, I'm only asking you to say yes. 
Um, and so my heart is to be a generation, to be a church, to be a body that simply says yes to God, not only on the community level, but the global level. Um, and I feel like we have so many people within Bridgeway. We have so many leaders um, who are not only skilled, right, but they have that willingness to say, yeah. I'll do it. Um, and amazing things happen. You know, I'm like, gosh, saying yes got me a family. It got me my son. Um, so this weekend, actually, out in the lobby, you'll see all of our global partners. Um, in addition to our global, we have um, a local blood source as well who's looking for a match. Um, so if you want to go visit those tables, you can kind of get plugged in. There's so many ways to be a part of global care. It doesn't require just going on a mission, right? And missions um, missions will just be one, one ministry under an umbrella of global care. And so my, my heart is to be in partnership um, to have a church body who's educated on global issues, um, to be advocates and, and yeah, so you can, you can go out into the lobby and get plugged in and find out how to do that today. Isn't that beautiful, beloved? Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> ben, it looks like, although you have your hands full there, <laughs> would you, you recently led a team to Uganda, and uh, there's some work that's happening there. So you serve as one of our partner leaders for the ministries here. Tell us a little bit about what you see God doing through our church and even the partnership there in Uganda. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, um, any partnership is a two-way street, right? Um, I see and I talk to a lot of people who their idea of missions is uh, we're Americans and we've got some money, so we're going to go over there and tell you what you need. That has never been our approach to missions here at Bridgeway. <clears throat> our approach is you live there, you know what you need. Let's try to come alongside you and help you with that. Um, as Americans, we tend to always want to build something. Right? Like, we don't care what it is. You need a church, we'll build you a church. You need a house, we'll build you a house. You need a school, we'll build you a school. And all of those things in and of themselves are awesome, but they're not the gospel. Right? And they're not uh, necessarily in and of themselves relationship building, though they can be. Um, our relationship with Pastor Steve in Uganda has always been one of what do you need? How can we help you with that? Um, and and, and how, how can we further your goals and your dreams and your vision of your organization in Uganda? And so we asked him initially going over there, what can we build? He said, you can build a school. And then as the relationship progressed, he said, uh, you know what we really need is we need people to come in and preach the gospel and do door-to-door -door evangelism. And we're like, oh. We've never like, we don't do like crusades. Like you guys, like we don't do crusades. Like you guys do crusades. Like we don't stand up on stage and like preach the gospel hardcore to a thousand unbelievers. Like it just doesn't happen that often where we're from. And we've definitely never done it before. And he's like, oh, it's cool. You can just do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so we did. Um, and we're actually seeing um, that the church is built up. We went a couple of years ago, and we actually had to um, expand the church that we partnered with because we preached the gospel, and the Holy Spirit moved in such a huge way 
that their current church, the pastor that we partnered with, it wouldn't hold all the people that were going to be coming on Sundays to church. Um, and so, it, and, and it's not just preaching the gospel, it's discipleship, right? Like, like that's, you know, like that's a place where people start and then they head into church and they get discipled. And it was funny because we were talking to the pastor of that church and we're like, man, every single one of your church members just became a leader. Um, but like, that's, that's like how it's supposed to be. That's not what's going on in every mission location. That's not what's going on at every field. It's more or less about like, what do you need and what do you want? And where do you see the Holy Spirit moving? Cause we don't have your vision. You have your vision. Um, and that's just kind of the way that we, Courtney hopes to see global, uh, global care move forward from this. Beautiful, point. beautiful. All right. Well, since Kairos has so much, he wants to say this morning, I'm going to ask him a few questions. Kairos, do you have anything you want to share with the people? <laughs> that's the one time he was quiet. We're going to pray and just bless this family. We're going to bless and pray for Courtney. Uh, what an awesome, awesome leader she is. She, again, has led our community care to some extraordinary levels. And so I am personally excited to see where she's going to take global care now in partnership with that. And uh, I want her to know that her church family is praying for her. And that we're standing in agreement with her. Would you, beloved, just stretch your hands this direction and let's pray and speak blessings over them. Father, thank you so very much for blessing us with the gift of the Smith family. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership that Courtney specifically is bringing now to global and community care. Thank you for her husband, her sons. Thank you, Lord God, for this church family that covers them with prayer with strength, with provision. May everything that they need be given and be provided. And Father, Father, as they follow you, may we also follow them, Lord God, into great things that you will do, translating into lives being transformed around the globe and in this community. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's love on them one more time, everybody. Come on. Real good. Thank you all. I just love seeing families serving God together and during the work of the kingdom. Well, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to stand to your feet. And without any further ado, surprise, surprise, let's welcome Pastor Steve Trent all the way from central Uganda. Come on, let's welcome him. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You may get seated. Greetings from Uganda. Greetings from my uh, family and uh, the saints at large. Uh, they asked me to say thank you, thank you so much for your partnership with us. And uh, thank you so much for sending the team to come in July. Uh, I believe you had all wonderful reports. It was a successful mission. Thank you so much for everything you have done and you continue to do. Thank you, and God bless you. Uh, I'm blessed today 
to be a person chosen to share in the week of global mission. I am taxed to answer three questions. Uh, those are the questions which I'm going to rotate around uh, within my sermon. But before I tell you those questions, may we pray. Father, bless your name. Thank you so much for today. Bless us. Speak to us. May we hear what you want us to hear today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, the first question which I am taxed to, to answer or to share about is why missions? The second question, why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? I'm going to begin from the book of Acts, chapter 1. Chapter 1 from verse, verse 5. Actually, verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, that's Jesus. So I'm reading from NIV version. I repeat. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After I said this, he was taken before their very eyes. And the crowd hid him from their sight. As we read this portion of the scripture, I'll go straight away to the answer. Why missions? Why this church is so focused on mission? First, maybe I'll begin with the second answer, with the second answer. The second answer I would say is because the, ch the church is is filled with the Holy Spirit. Whenever you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll always be a mission-minded person. So I'll go to my first answer. Why and why is it missions? It's because we are commanded to do so. 
In the words of Jesus, when he was with his disciples eating, he told them, do not depart from where you are. Do not depart until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. There are things which we can do within our own efforts. Believe me not, but there are things which we cannot do without the power and the presence of God. We cannot be mission-minded. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out within my mind how can other churches and ministries operate if they do not depend on the Holy Spirit? We'll always be selfish. We will always be self-centered. Why am I saying that? Because on verse 6, when Jesus had told them that you are going to receive the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you stay here and wait. On verse 6, quickly they gathered around him and they said, and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Their mind was centered on their kingdom. They were self-centered. But on the mind of Jesus, Jesus was looking beyond. He said, it is not for you to know. Don't worry about that. But what at hand is this? You will be my witness. I believe most of us, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the tasks you are given is to be a witness. Is to move and to go around and share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's for you to speak on the behalf of Jesus. Because the Bible says here, immediately when he has spoken that, Jesus was taken away from them. And everybody was saying. And the responsibility was being left to them. So it's the same responsibility we as the church, we have. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to be a witness, to represent any missionary, any person to be a witness, you have to move. I normally say to the people back at home that we are not given the Holy Spirit to sit and warm the chairs. Sometimes we break them and we buy new. But if we are given the Holy Spirit and Jesus has entrusted his power and his presence to us, one task, one of the tasks he gave us to go outside and be witnesses. So, why missions? Because we are commanded to do so. 
Sometimes we get tired to hear mission, mission, mission. Care, 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 care. Sometimes we feel we are fed up. If you are fed up, maybe let Jesus take away also his Holy Spirit from you. If you say we are tired of missions, we are as if saying we no longer need the promised gift you have given to us. All of us, the journey we are moving, the journey we are taking, we are taking the journey with the power and the presence of the gift, which is the Holy Spirit, which is being given to us. So, Jesus knew that we cannot do it on our own. We needed the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, to give us the power. Jesus communicated to them. He communicated a vision. He gave them the direction. And also, he promised them the empowerment, which is the Holy Spirit. In chapter 2, as all of us know, that's when the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came to the entire congregation. They were in the upper room. Maybe they were hiding. Maybe they were praying. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit came in power. Like a wind. On verse 5, on verse 5, chapter 2, the Bible says, now they are staying in Jerusalem. This is a transition. We are, we, we are now moving from a promise, and the promise has come, and now when the, when the Holy Spirit has, has come to the apostles, now they are going to move on and do and begin to do what they are being commanded to do. So in chapter 2, he says, now they are staying, there, now there we are staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Let us ponder a little bit on here. The Bible says, in Jerusalem, there were God-fearing Jews. My question comes, do they have the Holy Spirit? Were they having the power of the Holy Spirit? I don't know. It's up to you to search. But here the scripture says, there were God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came gathering in, uh, in, in amazement, in wondering, because each one had their own language being spoken. 
when the Holy Spirit came, it came on a certain group of people. And also, there are another group of people who were God-fearing in Jerusalem. It happened to, to the Christians and to the people who were there, the Holy Spirit was not happening on them. So what was going on, as you can read the story, they started to speak in their own language. Everyone was hearing the wonders of God, which are being uttered by the people who were filled with the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of people mentioned here who were in Jerusalem. And all of them were hearing the word of God being spoken. So, the Bible says, when they came together, Peter started to speak to them. Peter started to communicate to them, to explain what was happening. But what I want us to know here, on verse 7, these people, they are amazed. They asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Are not all coming from the same ethnic group? Now, why are we hearing them speaking in different languages? Each one of us, we are hearing them communicating. So, when you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, God is going to use you to reach to different ethnic groups, to reach to the people who are not coming from your same area. The people who are speaking there from the Galilee, by they communicated to people from the Arabs, they communicated to people who are coming from Africa, because when you read the portion of the scripture, it mentions where all the people were coming from. So, as we go in chapter 3, we are moving on, because I'm answering the three quick questions. The first question, why missions? The second question is all about why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? In chapter one, we are being commanded. In chapter two, they have started to communicate or to obey the commandment of God to take missions, to take the word of God to different ethnic groups. Chapter three, we are answered in question two and question three. Verse one, the Bible says, one day, chapter three, verse one, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer in, at three in the afternoon. 
Peter and John, filled with the Holy Spirit, now they are going to the temple to pray. What do they find as they are going to the temple? Some of us, we don't want interruptions. We don't want to be interrupted when, when you are going to do something. I believe even Peter and John did not want to, do, to be interrupted. But now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. There he was put every day to beg. Every day there used to be God-fearing people entering the temple to pray. Every day. And this man was at the temple begging. The Bible says where he was put every day to beg from those who are going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankle became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they are filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. John and Peter, they were on the mission. And their mission was about prayer. But when they are entering the temple courts, they, they met a man who had a practical need. And that practical need needed a practical answer. Even though he begged for money, but his need was not money. His need was, he, want, he needed to be helped so that he can be lifted up, so that he can come on his feet, so that he can stand up and walk. The Bible says, Peter and John, they reached out, he reached out his hand, he helped a man, a man stood up and walked. He jumped. This opened a door for two ministries 
one ministry of praising and another ministry, if you continue to read it from verse 11, Peter began to preach to onlookers. People who were looking on. People who were wondering. It opened up a door, another big door. If John and Peter did not care for this person who was on the door, let me ask you a question. Maybe let me ask myself a question. Don't I think that there are so many people who are bypassing this lame person? This person who was, who was begging? I believe, believe me not, there are so many devoted people like some of us. Devoted people who do not want to know. Their only mission is, is to go for prayer. But maybe there's someone outside there waiting for you so that you can care for them. Maybe you are bypassing your opportunity. Maybe you are missing an opportunity for your ministry to go to another level. Peter and John, they were going for prayer. That was their mission. But on their way to church, they met a need. A need which expanded their ministry. A need which opened up which opened up a door for them to speak. There are places, you know, when you read this portion of the scripture, the Bible said, a beggar joined them. A beggar went with them. They entered in the temple courts. And this man was praising, jumping. This is where partnership comes in. Maybe there are places which you need and you want to go to. There are areas which you want to reach to. But you need a beggar to escort you to go there. You need someone to move with you, to help you, so that your door can be opened up. Amen? Why should we care for one another? There are so many benefits. There are so many benefits. But I'll just mention a few. One, for those who do not know God so that they can come to know him. Peter and John, they helped a beggar and it opened a door, a door for the onlookers to hear the message of salvation. A thing you do to one person opens a big door 
for others to know who God is and how big he is. Amen? Amen. Two, to, it helps those who are already in the church, who are already born again, it helps them so that they can go also to another level. I believe this beggar was seated all the time hearing wonderful messages. Maybe even there are some speakers going outside there. Because sometimes in the church there are people outside there who need and you put speakers outside so that they can hear the, the gospel. This person always was hearing the message from the church. But when John and Peter helped him, lifted him up, it helped him to go to another level, jumping up, praising God, also allowing him to enter the Holy of Holies. Three, why should we care for one another? For your door to be opened up. Another ministry for you to be, to be opened up. Like Peter and John. A platform. Did they continue with the prayer? I don't know. Don't ask me. But what I see here, they, they got opportunity to speak and to witness on behalf of Jesus. So, as I said, there are things which you can do alone and there are things which you cannot do alone. A beggar was on the temple court and he could not move an inch he needed someone to, to lift him up. As the scripture says, taking him by hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and the ankle became strong. Do you know that there are some people who are weak because they are seated down? And they just needed it to be shaken up, they just, need, they just need your hand to lift them up so that they can come on their feet and stand up. There are people outside there, seated, they are weak, they feel they are useless, but they just need you to go and just give them a hand. You never know whether your hand might be the strength of another person. Verse 8, he jumped on his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them in the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. When Peter and John cared for this man, as I said, it opened up a door for the ministry. Peter and John were two. Now we see a third person. That's where partnership comes on. So the ministry of Peter is being elevated to another level. So partnership takes you to places where you cannot go or where you, you cannot reach. So, as I conclude, 
some of the work of the Holy Spirit which you have. I believe you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Some of the work of the Holy Spirit is to help you and also to help me to reach nations, to care for others, and also to partner with others so that the word of God can be expanded, can go ahead. I want you to think about this as you go outside. Think about three things. One, why do you have the Holy Spirit? Just think. Why do you have the Holy Spirit? Two, maybe, maybe you are the John and the Peter of today. Three, maybe there's someone who is waiting for you so that you can lift them up. Amen? God bless you so much. Join me once again in thanking the Lord for Pastor Steve. What a blessing. What a word to us. Praise God. I tell you, our hearts are challenged in a very good way. That God has more for us. More that he wants to do, not merely for us, but through us. That we would be his vessels, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his mouth, his ears. That declare God's goodness to the world. In just a moment, I'm going to have, if he would, Pastor Steve, to just speak over us and pray over us. Because as has been stated throughout this entire day of our time together, all it takes is saying yes to the Lord. I think of that in regards to even my own life. Anything that has ever transpired in regards to following the course that God has set for my life has always started simply with a yes, Lord. And he has taken that yes and done some things that I would have never even imagined in my own thinking and in my own mind. But as Pastor Steve was just sharing with us, that's why he has given us the person of the Holy Spirit to live in us, to live through us, to reach others with the goodness of Jesus Christ. Pastor Steve, thank you for coming and sharing with us, and thank you for allowing us to come alongside you and partner there in Uganda. Our pastor, as many of you know, he just returned from Uganda spending time with Pastor Steve in the school there and a group that went from here. And uh, those of us who could not go, we were praying on this end. But you have challenged our heart in a very godly way, and we receive what God has shared with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask everyone if you'll just stand to your feet. And before we leave, Pastor Steve is just going to speak and pray over us. And just open your heart to whatever the Lord is speaking to you right now. Whatever you've heard in this teaching, whatever you've heard through this entire worship experience, Allow your hearts just to resonate in that and receive all that God has for you. 
and just simply say yes to him. Some of you, as you go out to the tables out in the lobby, you'll hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you there. Some of you in the parking lot, others of you in the car, just the Holy Spirit just whispering in your heart, follow me. I'll guide you. I'll lead you. Let's receive as Pastor Steve prays over us. Father, I bless your name. And thank you so, so much, first of all, for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Father, we recognize your presence in our lives. Because every day you whisper to us, every day you speak to us, every day you knock at the door of our hearts. Forgive us where we have refused to open for you. Father, today, as we stand here before you, may you help us so that we can open for you, so that we can hear you speak to us. May you whisper to each one of us, Lord. Father, I pray, may you quicken someone here so that my father, he can say or she can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to your call. Father, I pray, may you walk and work with your people. May you motivate. I know, Lord, so many are already motivated. So many there are like Peter's. They are on the way. They are going to the church every day. They are so committed. But some, they don't see the opportunity of helping someone, of lifting someone. Father, open our eyes to see who needs to be lifted up. Father, you said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. As they give a hand, <laughs> may it, my Father, be an opportunity for them to receive an open door. Whatever they have been praying for, whatever they have been crying for, may you be the answer. Father, I pray, may your presence, may your spirit come in power and move with them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Praise God. I'm going to ask our prayer team. If they'll come to the front, our prayer team, if they'll come to the front, and if you're here and desire further prayer, we want to pray with you and encourage you. Thank you so much for being here. Go forth and reach the world for Jesus. God bless you. Exciting things that are happening here. Would you welcome to the stage with me the Smith family? Come on, let's welcome them. (laughs) 
Many of you are aware that this church has been blessed with some awesome leadership that has taken us forward in the area of missions and outreach around the world and even locally. And uh, recently, our missions director and the person of uh, Matt Loeffler, many of you know him and his lovely wife, Tiffany, they were blessed after many, many years of prayer and seeking God to receive and adopt their two children from Haiti. And we are so grateful about that. We were praying about that. And it took nearly seven years of processing and praying. You know, often they'll tell someone, uh, they'll say, well, I can't imagine what it was like to carry a baby in you for nine months. Well, can you imagine carrying a baby or a child in your heart for seven years and wanting to see that child come? And God blessed them with both of their children, a wonderful son and daughter, to uh, be blessed with them and bring them home. So they have transitioned now uh, from his role as our missions director so that they can focus on acclimating their children here to a new home and a new country, new in school and an environment. They're doing a wonderful job. But as such, God has been gracious to us to provide for us now a global and uh, local community, rather global and community director in the person of Courtney Smith. Would you again thank God for her? She will be assuming the role of our global and community director. Uh, she has served in the past as a missions coordinator with Matt and uh, has done some things alongside him for many years before, two years ago, taking on our, our community uh, outreach in our community ministry here in this uh, church and, and in the city and the region. So it's just been a blessing. But now she has got a little bit more on her plate, and uh, we're excited about that. She has her family on the stage, and I want her to introduce them and tell us a little bit about their story and uh, have just a few more things I want to share with you. All right, thank you. Uh, this is my son, Ellis, who is 11. This is my son, Cairo, who is almost 11 months, and my husband of 12 years, Ben. Um, and we're just, we're so blessed to be here. Part of um, the reason why we're a family and here is because of your prayers. Um, so back in 2008, I went on my first mission with Bridgeway. And Ellis was one of the little boys there that just, stuck out to me and so I took a picture of him um, and I at the time I was working for a magazine and so we're getting ready to launch a sponsorship project and I was like oh, I can't use like his picture you know for this magazine and not even sponsor him so we sponsored him um, and and then we just continue to go back to Uganda um, over and over again and work alongside of Pastor Steve um, and while we were there the need arise where Ellis needed a family a mom and dad um, and so <laughs> during that time we were like no it couldn't be us we're so unqualified there's no way like God could want us to do this but God spoke to me and he said simply say yes and so for four and a half years, we said yes. And that was our journey of adoption, of going back and forth. And, and finally, almost two years ago, Ellis got to come home and join us in the U.S. Amen. Amen. And so uh, during that time of adoption, it took four and a half years, but a lot of the time we kept on um, just reaching hangups in the system, and that had to do with corruption. It had to do with greed. Um, we had a probation officer who wanted us to basically pay them off so they could traffic our son home, and we said no. 
And that meant leaving our son behind again. And during that time, I said, what, what do we need to get him home? And what I found was we needed a social worker. And so I said, okay, I'll just become one and do it myself. And so um, signed up, went to Sac State, uh, completed my undergrad as a BSW. And then um, as I got near graduation, I found out that you actually needed your master's to do adoption. <laughs> and I was like, Dang it! So signed up for grad school, um, completed my master's as a social worker, um, and thank God by the time I actually um, completed, we had found a great social worker and agency, and our son was able to um, to be with me as I graduated as a social worker. Amazing, amazing. Obviously, where God guides, He does provide. And that's powerful. You will notice, beloved, behind us, we have flags that are displayed that represent all of the various nations that we are serving, that we are partnering with, or we've had teams that have gone there, or different ones that we are partnered with in the ministries that are happening there. So those flags represent each of those nations. I don't know, maybe one of these days we'll have flags all across this stage God is doing some awesome things in this ministry as we're seeing more and more globalization, even in our region. We're seeing that they're saying that in this region, it is the most diverse region, one of the most diverse regions in the nation. Just on my uh, court alone, I live on a court that has four homes and three of my neighbors out of the four homes that are there, I'm the fourth home. Three of those neighbors come from different nations. So it's amazing what is happening. Courtney, with that, given the fact that there's so much that is taking place, what's the vision that God has given you? How can we follow along with you and what God is doing in regards to global care? Sure. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of my personal testimony, right? And as I stepped out to be a missionary in 2008, um, there was nothing that made me qualify to be a missionary, to travel. It was actually, I think my first time, well, it was my first time on an international plane, second time ever to ride a plane was off to Africa, right? Um, but all it required is saying yes. Right, and God kind of filled in um, all the provision and things in the meantime. Um, when when Ellis, you know, um, when we were looking at adoption and like, oh my goodness, how, where do we even start? God said, I'm only asking you to say yes. Um, and so my heart is to be a generation, to be a church, to be a body that simply says yes to God, not only on the community level, but the global level. Um, and I feel like we have so many people within Bridgeway. We have so many leaders um, who are not only skilled, right, but they have that willingness to say, yeah. I'll do it. Um, and amazing things happen. You know, I'm like, gosh, saying yes got me a family. It got me my son. Um, so this weekend, actually, out in the lobby, you'll see all of our global partners. Um, in addition to our global, we have um, a local blood source as well who's looking for a match. Um, so if you want to go visit those tables, you can kind of get plugged in. There's so many ways to be a part of global care. It doesn't require just going on a mission, right? And missions um, missions will just be one, one ministry under an umbrella of global care. And so my, my heart is to be in partnership 
um, to have a church body who's educated on global issues, um, to be advocates in, and yeah, so you can, you can go out into the lobby and get plugged in and find out how to do that today. Isn't that beautiful, beloved? Isn't that wonderful? Ben, it looks like although you have your hands full there, <laughs> would you, you recently led a team to Uganda and uh, there's some work that's happening there. So you serve as one of our partner leaders for the ministries here. Tell us a little bit about what you see God doing through our church and even the partnership there in Uganda. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, um, any partnership is a two-way street, right? Um, I see and I talk to a lot of people who their idea of missions is uh, we're Americans and we've got some money, so we're going to go over there and tell you what you need. That has never been our approach to missions here at Bridgeway. <clears throat> our approach is you live there, you know what you need. Let's try to come alongside you and help you with that. Um, as Americans, we tend to always want to build something, right? Like, we don't care what it is. You need a church, we'll build you a church. You need a house, we'll build you a house. You need a school, we'll build you a school. And all of those things in and of themselves are awesome, but they're not the gospel, right? And they're not uh, necessarily in and of themselves relationship building, though they can be. Um, our relationship with Pastor Steve in Uganda has always been one of what do you need? How can we help you with that? Um, and and, and how, how can we further your goals and your dreams and your vision of your organization in Uganda? And so we asked him initially going over there, what can we build? He said, you can build a school. And then as the relationship progressed, he said, uh, you know what we really need is we need people to come in and preach the gospel and do door-to-door -door evangelism. And we're like, uh, we've never like, we don't do like crusades. Like you guys, like we don't do crusades. Like you guys do crusades. Like we don't stand up on stage and like preach the gospel hardcore to a thousand unbelievers. Like it just doesn't happen that often where we're from. And we've definitely never done it before. And he's like, oh, it's cool. You can just do it. <laughs> and, and so we did, um, and we're actually seeing um, that the church is built up. We went a couple years ago, and we actually had to um, expand the church that we partnered with because we preached the gospel, and the Holy Spirit moved in such a huge way that their current church, the pastor that we partnered with, it wouldn't hold all the people that were going to be coming on Sundays to church. Um, and so, it, and, and it's not just preaching the gospel; it's discipleship, right? Like. Like that's, you know, like that's a place where people start and then they head into church and they get discipled. And it was funny because we were talking to the pastor of that church and we're like, man, every single one of your church members just became a leader. Um, but like that's, that's like how it's supposed to be. That's not what's going on in every mission location. That's not what's going on at every field. It's more or less about like what do you need and what do you want and where do you see the Holy Spirit moving? Because we don't have your vision. You have your vision. Um, and that's just kind of the way that we, Courtney hopes to see global, uh, global care move forward from this. Beautiful, point. beautiful. All right. Well, since Kairos has so much, he wants to say this morning, I'm going to ask him a few questions. Kairos, do you have anything you want to share with the people? 
That's the one time he was quiet. We're going to pray and just bless this family. We're going to bless and pray for Courtney. Uh, what an awesome, awesome leader she is. She, again, has led our community care to some extraordinary levels. And so I am personally excited to see where she's going to take global care now in partnership with that. And uh, I want her to know that her church family is praying for her and that we're standing in agreement with her. Would you, beloved, just stretch your hands this direction and let's pray and speak blessings over them. Father, thank you so very much for blessing us with the gift of the Smith family. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership that Courtney specifically is bringing now to global and community care. Thank you for her husband, her sons. Thank you, Lord God, for this church family that covers them with prayer, with strength, with provision. May everything that they need be given and be provided. And Father, Father as they follow you, may we also follow them, Lord God, into great things that you will do, translating into lives being transformed around the globe and in this community. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's love on them one more time, everybody. Come on. Real good. Thank you all. I just love seeing families serving God together and during the work of the kingdom. Well, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to stand to your feet. And without any further ado, surprise, surprise, let's welcome Pastor Steve Trent all the way from central Uganda. Come on, let's welcome him. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You may get seated. Greetings from Uganda. Greetings from my uh, family and uh, the saints at large. Uh, they asked me to say thank you, thank you so much for your partnership with us. And uh, thank you so much for sending the team to come in July. Uh, I believe you had all wonderful reports. It was a successful mission. Thank you so much for everything you have done and you continue to do. Thank you, and God bless you. Uh, I'm blessed today to be a person chosen to share in the week of global mission. I am taxed to answer three questions. Uh, those are the questions which I'm going to rotate around uh, within my sermon. But before I tell you those questions, may I pray? Father, bless your name. Thank you so much for today. Bless us. Speak to us. May we hear what you want us to hear today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, the first question which I am taxed to, to answer or to share about is why missions? The second question, why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? 
I'm going to begin from the book of Acts, chapter 1. Chapter 1 from verse, verse 5. Actually, verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, that's Jesus. So I'm reading from NIV version. I repeat. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After I said this, he was taken before their very eyes. And the crowd hid him from their sight. As we read this portion of the scripture, I'll go straight away to the answer. Why missions? Why this church is so focused on mission? First, maybe I'll begin with the second answer, with the second answer. The second answer I would say is because the, ch the church is is filled with the Holy Spirit. Whenever you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll always be a mission-minded person. So I'll go to my first answer. Why, and why is it missions? It's because we are commanded to do so. In the words of Jesus, when he was with his disciples eating, he told them, do not depart from where you are. Do not depart until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. There are things which we can do within our own efforts. Believe me not, but there are things which we cannot do without the power and the presence of God. We cannot be mission-minded. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out within my mind, how can other churches and ministries operate if they do not depend on the Holy Spirit? We'll always be selfish, 
we will always be self-centered. Why am I saying that? Because on verse 6, when Jesus had told them that you are going to receive the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you stay here and wait. On verse 6, quickly they gathered around him and they said, and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Their mind was centered on their kingdom. They were self-centered. But on the mind of Jesus, Jesus was looking beyond. He said, it is not for you to know. Don't worry about that. But what at hand is this? You will be my witness. I believe most of us, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the tasks you are given is to be a witness, is to move and to go around and share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's for you to speak on the behalf of Jesus. Because the Bible says here, immediately when he has spoken that, Jesus was taken away from them. And everybody was saying. And the responsibility was being left to them. So it's the same responsibility we as the church, we have. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to be a witness, to represent any missionary, any person to be a witness, you have to move. I normally say to the people back at home that we are not given the Holy Spirit to sit and warm the chairs. Sometimes we break them and we buy new. But if we are given the Holy Spirit and Jesus has entrusted his power and his presence to us, one task, one of the tasks he gave us to go outside and be witnesses. So, why missions? Because we are commanded to do so. Sometimes we get tired to hear mission, mission, mission. Care, 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 care. Sometimes we feel we are fed up. If you are fed up, maybe let Jesus take away also his Holy Spirit from you. If you say we are tired of missions, we are as if saying we no longer need the promised gift you have given to us. All of us, the journey we are moving, the journey we are taking, we are taking the journey with the power and the presence of the gift, which is the Holy Spirit which is being given to us. 
So, Jesus knew that we cannot do it on our own. We needed the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, to give us the power. Jesus communicated to them. He communicated a vision. He gave them the direction. And also, he promised them the empowerment, which is the Holy Spirit. In chapter 2, as all of us know, that's when the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came to the entire congregation. They were in the upper room. Maybe they were hiding. Maybe they were praying. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit came in power. Like a wind. On verse 5, on verse 5, chapter 2, the Bible says, now they are staying in Jerusalem. This is a transition. We are, we, we are now moving from a promise, and the promise has come, and now when the, when the Holy Spirit has has come to the apostles, now they are going to move on and do and begin to do what they are being commanded to do. So in chapter 2, he says, now they are staying, there, now they are staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Let us ponder a little bit on here. The Bible says in Jerusalem there were God-fearing Jews. My question comes, do they have the Holy Spirit? Were they having the power of the Holy Spirit? I don't know. It's up to you to search. But here the scripture says there were God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came gathering in, uh, in, in amazement, in wondering, because each one had their own language being spoken. When the Holy Spirit came, it came on the certain group of people. And also there are another group of people who were God-fearing in Jerusalem. It happened to, to the Christians and to the people who were there, the Holy Spirit was not happening on them. So what was going on, as you can read the story, they started to speak in their own language. Everyone was hearing the wonders of God, which are being uttered by the people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of people mentioned here who were in Jerusalem, and all of them were hearing the word of God being spoken. So, the Bible says, when 
they came together, Peter started to speak to them. Peter started to communicate to them, to explain what was happening. But what I want us to know here, on verse 7, these people, they are amazed. They asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Are not all coming from the same ethnic group? Now, why are we hearing them speaking in different languages? Each one of us, we are hearing them communicating. So, when you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, God is going to use you to reach to different ethnic groups, to reach to the people who are not coming from your same area. The people who are speaking there from the Galilee, by they communicated to people from the Arabs, they communicated to people who are coming from Africa, because when you read the portion of the scripture, it mentions where all the people were coming from. So, as we go in chapter 3, we are moving on, because I'm answering the three quick questions. The first question why missions? The second question is all about why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? In chapter one, we are being commanded. In chapter two, they have started to communicate or to obey the commandment of God to take missions, to take the word of God to different ethnic group. Chapter 3, we are answering question 2 and question 3. Verse 1, the Bible says, one day, chapter 3, verse 1, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. In, at 3, in the afternoon, Peter and John, filled with the Holy Spirit, now they are going to the temple to pray. What do they find as they are going to the temple? Some of us, we don't want interruptions. We don't want to be interrupted when, when you are going to do something. I believe even Peter and John do not want to do to be interrupted. But now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called beautiful. There he was put every day to beg. Every day they used to be God-fearing people entering the temple to pray every day. And this man 
was at a temple begging. The Bible says, where he was put every day to beg from those who are going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankle became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they are filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. John and Peter, they were on the mission. And their mission was about prayer. But when they are entering the temple courts, then they met a man who had a practical need, and that practical need needed a practical answer. Even though he begged for money, but his need was not money. His need was he, want, he needed to be helped so that he can be lifted up, so that he can come on his feet, so that he can stand up and walk. The Bible says, Peter and John, they reached out, he reached out his hand, he helped a man, a man stood up and walked. He jumped. This opened a door for two ministries. One, ministry of praising, and another ministry, if you continue to read it from verse 11, Peter began to preach to onlookers. People who were looking on, people who were wondering, it opened up a door, another big door. If John and Peter did not care for this person who was on the door, let me ask you a question. Maybe let me ask myself a question. Don't I think that there are so many people who are bypassing this lame person, this person who was, who was begging? I believe, believe me not, there are so many devoted people like some of us. Devoted people who do not want to know. 
Their only mission is, is to go for prayer. But maybe there's someone outside there waiting for you so that you can care for them. Maybe you are bypassing your opportunity. Maybe you are missing an opportunity for your ministry to go to another level. Peter and John, they were going for prayer. That was their mission. But on their way to church, they met a need. A need which expanded their ministry. A need which opened up. Which opened up a door for them to speak. Their places, you know, when you read this portion of the scripture, the Bible said, a beggar joined them. A beggar went with them. They entered in the temple courts. And this man was praising, jumping. This is where partnership comes in. Maybe there are places which you need and you want to go to. There are areas which you want to reach to. But you need a beggar to escort you to go there. You need someone to move with you, to help you, so that your door can be opened up. Amen? Why should we care for one another? There are so many benefits. There are so many benefits. But I'll just mention a few. One, for those who do not know God so that they can come to know him. Peter and John, they helped a beggar and it opened a door, a door for the onlookers to hear the message of salvation. A thing you do to one person opens a big door for others to know who God is and how big he is. Amen? Two, to, it helps those who are already in the church, who are already born again, it helps them so that they can go also to another level. I believe this beggar was seated all the time hearing wonderful messages. Maybe even there are some speakers going outside there. Because sometimes in the church, there are people outside there who need, and you put speakers outside so that they can hear the, the gospel. This person always was hearing the message from the church. But when John and Peter helped him, lifted him up, it helped him to go to another level. 
jumping up, praising God, also allowing him to enter the Holy of Holies. Three, why should we care for one another? For your door to be opened up. Another ministry for you to be, to be opened up. Like Peter and John. A platform. Did they continue with the prayer? I don't know. Don't ask me. But what I see here, they, they got opportunity to speak and to witness on behalf of Jesus. So, as I said, there are things which you can do alone and there are things which you cannot do alone. A beggar was on the temple court and he could not move an inch. He needed someone to, to lift him up. As the scripture says, taking him by hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and the ankle became strong. Do you know that there are some people who are weak because they are seated down? And they just needed it to be shaken up. They just, need, they just need your hand to lift them up so that they can come on their feet and stand up. There are people outside there seated. They are weak. They feel they are useless, but they just need you to go and just give them a hand. You never know whether your hand might be the strength of another person. Verse 8, he jumped on his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them in the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. When Peter and John cared for this man, as I said, it opened up a door for the ministry. Peter and John were two. Now we see a third person. That's where partnership comes on. So the ministry of Peter is being elevated to another level. So partnership takes you to places where you cannot go or where you, you cannot reach. So, as I conclude, some of the work of the Holy Spirit which you have, I believe you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Some of the work of the Holy Spirit is to help you and also to help me to reach nations, to care for others, and also to partner with others so that the word of God can be expanded, can go ahead. I want you to think about this as you go outside. Think about three things. One, why do you have the Holy Spirit? Just think. Why do you have the Holy Spirit? 
too. Maybe, maybe you are the John and the Peter of today. Three, maybe there's someone who is waiting for you so that you can lift them up. Amen? God bless you so much. Join me once again in thanking the Lord for Pastor Steve. What a blessing. What a word to us. Praise God. I tell you, our hearts are challenged in a very good way. That God has more for us. More that he wants to do, not merely for us, but through us. That we would be his vessels, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his mouth, his ears that declare God's goodness to the world. In just a moment, I'm going to have, if he would, Pastor Steve, to just speak over us and pray over us. Because as has been stated throughout this entire day of our time together, all it takes is saying yes to the Lord. I think of that in regards to even my own life. Anything that has ever transpired in regards to following the course that God has set for my life has always started simply with a yes, Lord. And he has taken that yes and done some things that I would have never even imagined in my own thinking and in my own mind. But as Pastor Steve was just sharing with us, that's why he has given us the person of the Holy Spirit to live in us, to live through us, to reach others with the goodness of Jesus Christ. Pastor Steve, thank you for coming and sharing with us, and thank you for allowing us to come alongside you and partner there in Uganda. Our pastor, as many of you know, he just returned from Uganda spending time with Pastor Steve in the school there and a group that went from here. And uh, those of us who could not go, we were praying on this end. But you have challenged our heart in a very godly way, and we receive what God has shared with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask everyone if you'll just stand to your feet. And before we leave, Pastor Steve is just going to speak and pray over us. And just open your heart to whatever the Lord is speaking to you right now. Whatever you've heard in this teaching, whatever you've heard through this entire worship experience, allow your hearts just to resonate in that and receive all that God has for you. And just simply say yes to him. Some of you, as you go out to the tables out in the lobby, you'll hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you there. Some of you in the parking lot, others of you in the car. Just the Holy Spirit just whispering in your heart, follow me. I'll guide you. I'll lead you. Let's receive as Pastor Steve prays over us. Father, I bless your name. And thank you so, so much, first of all, for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Father, we recognize your presence in our lives. Because every day you whisper to us, every day you speak to us, every day you knock at the door of our hearts. Forgive us where we have refused to open for you. Father, today, 
as we stand here before you, may you help us so that we can open for you, so that we can hear you speak to us. May you whisper to each one of us, Lord. Father, I pray, may you quicken someone here so that my father, he can say or she can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to your call. Father, I pray, may you walk and work with your people. May you motivate. I know, Lord, so many are already motivated. So many there are like Peter's. They are on the way. They are going to the church every day. They are so committed. But some, they don't see the opportunity of helping someone, of lifting someone. Father, open our eyes to see who needs to be lifted up. Father, he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. As they give a hand, may it, my Father, be an opportunity for them to receive an open door. Whatever they have been praying for, whatever they have been crying for, may you be the answer. Father, I pray, may your presence, may your spirit come in power and move with them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Praise God. I'm going to ask our prayer team. If they'll come to the front, our prayer team, if they'll come to the front, and if you're here and desire further prayer, we want to pray with you and encourage you. Thank you so much for being here. Go forth and reach the world for Jesus. God bless you. Exciting things that are happening here. Would you welcome to the stage with me the Smith family? Come on, let's welcome them. Many of you are aware that this church has been blessed with some awesome leadership that has taken us forward in the area of missions and outreach around the world and even locally. And uh, recently, our missions director, and the person of uh, Matt Loeffler, many of you know him, and his lovely wife, Tiffany. They were blessed after many, many years of prayer and seeking God to receive and adopt their two children from Haiti. And we are so grateful about that. We were praying about that. And it took nearly seven years of processing and praying. You know, often they'll tell someone, uh, they'll say, well, I can't imagine what it was like to carry a baby in you for nine months. Well, can you imagine carrying a baby or a child in your heart for seven years and wanting to see that child come? And God blessed them with both of their children, a wonderful son and daughter, 
to uh, be blessed with them and bring them home. So they have transitioned now uh, from his role as our missions director so that they can focus on acclimating their children here to a new home and a new country new, in school and an environment. They're doing a wonderful job. But as such, God has been gracious to us to provide for us now a global and uh, local community, rather global and community director in the person of Courtney Smith. Would you again thank God for her? She will be assuming the role of our global and community director. Uh, she has served in the past as a missions coordinator with Matt and uh, has done some things alongside him for many years before, two years ago, taking on our, our community uh, outreach and our community ministry here in the uh, church and, and in the city and the region. So it's just been a blessing. But now she has got a little bit more on her plate, and uh, we're excited about that. She has her family on the stage, and I want her to introduce them and tell us a little bit about their story and uh, have just a few more things I want to share with you. Sure, thank you. Uh, this is my son, Ellis, who is 11. This is my son, Cairo, who is almost 11 months, and my husband of 12 years, Ben. Um, and we're just, we're so blessed to be here. Part of um, the reason why we're a family and here is because of your prayers. Um, so back in 2008, I went on my first mission with Bridgeway. And Ellis was one of the little boys there that just, stuck out to me and so I took a picture of him um, and I at the time I was working for a magazine and so we we're getting ready to launch a sponsorship project and I was like oh, I can't use like his picture you know for this magazine and not even sponsor him so we sponsored him um, and and then we just continue to go back to Uganda um, over and over again work alongside of Pastor Steve um, and while we were there the need arise where Ellis needed a family a mom and dad um, and so <laughs> during that time we were like no it couldn't be us we're so unqualified there's no way like God could want us to do this but God spoke to me and he said simply say yes and so for four and a half years we said yes and that was our journey of adoption of going back and forth and and finally almost two years ago Ellis got to come home and join us in the US yeah. amen amen and so uh, during that time of adoption, it took four and a half years, but a lot of the time we kept on um, just reaching hangups in the system, and that had to do with corruption. It had to do with greed. Um, we had a probation officer who wanted us to basically pay them off so they could traffic our son home, and we said no. And that meant leaving our son behind again. And during that time, I said, what, what do we need to get him home? And what I found was we needed a social worker. And so I said, okay, I'll just become one and do it myself. And so um, signed up, went to Sac State, uh, completed my undergrad as a BSW. And then um, as I got near graduation, I found out that you actually needed your master's to do adoption. <laughs> and I was like... Dang it! So signed up for grad school, um, completed my master's as a social worker, um, and thank God by the time I actually um, completed, we had found a great social worker and agency, and our son was able to, um, to be with me as I graduated as a social worker. Amazing. Amazing. Obviously, where God guides, he does provide. 
and that's powerful. You will notice, beloved, behind us we have flags that are displayed that represent all of the various nations that we are serving, that we are partnering with, or we've had teams that have gone there, or different ones that we are partnered with in the ministries that are happening there. So those flags represent each of those nations. I don't know, maybe one of these days we'll have flags all across this stage. God is doing some awesome things in this ministry as we're seeing more and more globalization, even in our region. We're seeing that they're saying that in this region, it is the most diverse region, one of the most diverse regions in the nation. Just on my uh, court alone, I live on a court that has four homes and three of my neighbors out of the four homes that are there, I'm the fourth home, three of those neighbors come from different nations. So it's amazing what is happening. Courtney, with that, given the fact that there's so much that is taking place, what's the vision that God has given you? How can we follow along with you and what God is doing in regards to global care? Sure. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of my personal testimony, right? And as I stepped out to be a missionary in 2008, um, there was nothing that made me qualify to be a missionary, to travel. It was actually, I think my first time, well, it was my first time on an international plane, second time ever to ride a plane was off to Africa, right? Um, but all it required is saying yes, right? And God kind of filled in um, all the provision and things in the meantime. Um, when, when Ellis, you know, um, when we were looking at adoption and like, oh my goodness, how, where do we even start? God said, I'm only asking you to say yes. Um, and so my heart is to be a generation, to be a church, to be a body that simply says yes to God, not only on the community level, but the global level. Um, and I feel like we have so many people within Bridgeway. We have so many leaders um, who are not only skilled, right, but they have that willingness to say, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and amazing things happen. You know, I'm like, gosh, saying yes got me a family. It got me my son. Um, so this weekend, actually out in the lobby, you'll see all of our global partners. Um, in addition to our global, we have um, a local blood source as well who's looking for a match. Um, so if you want to go visit those tables, you can kind of get plugged in. There's so many ways to be a part of global care. It doesn't require just going on a mission, right? And missions, um, missions will just be one, one ministry under an umbrella of global care. And so my, my heart is to be in partnership. Um, to have a church body who's educated on global issues, um, to be advocates, and, and yeah, so you can, you can go out into the lobby and get plugged in and find out how to do that today. Isn't that beautiful, beloved? Isn't that wonderful? Ben, it looks like although you have your hands full there, <laughs> would you, you recently led a team to Uganda, and uh, there's some work that's happening there. So you serve as one of our partner leaders for the ministries here. Tell us a little bit about what you see God doing through our church and even the partnership there in Uganda. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, um, any partnership is a two-way street, right? Um, I see and I talk to a lot of people who their idea of missions is uh, we're Americans and we've got some money. So we're going to go over there and tell you what you need. That has never been our approach to missions here at Bridgeway. 
our approach is you live there, you know what you need. Let's try to come alongside you and help you with that. Um, as Americans, we tend to always want to build something, right? Like we don't care what it is. You need a church, we'll build you a church. You need a house, we'll build you a house. You need a school, we'll build you a school. And all of those things in and of themselves are awesome, but they're not the gospel, right? And they're not uh, necessarily in and of themselves relationship building, though they can be. Um, our relationship with Pastor Steve in Uganda has always been one of what do you need? How can we help you with that? Um, and and, and how, how can we further your goals and your dreams and your vision of your organization in Uganda? And so we asked him initially going over there, what can we build? He said, you can build a school. And then as the relationship progressed, he said, uh, you know what we really need is we need people to come in and preach the gospel and do door-to-door -door evangelism. And we're like, um, we've never like, we don't do like crusades. Like you guys, like we don't do crusades. Like you guys do crusades. Like we don't stand up on stage and like preach the gospel hardcore to a thousand unbelievers. Like it just doesn't happen that often where we're from. And we've definitely never done it before. And he's like, Oh, it's cool. You can just do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so we did, um, and we're actually seeing um, that the church is built up. We went a couple of years ago, and we actually had to um, expand the church that we partnered with because we preached the gospel, and the Holy Spirit moved in such a huge way that their current church, the pastor that we partnered with, it wouldn't hold all the people that were going to be coming on Sundays to church. Um, and so, it, and, and it's not just preaching the gospel; it's discipleship, right? Like. Like that's, you know, like that's a place where people start and then they head into church and they get discipled. And it was funny because we were talking to the pastor of that church and we're like, man, every single one of your church members just became a leader. Um, but like that's, that's like how it's supposed to be. That's not what's going on in every mission location. That's not what's going on at every field. It's more or less about like what do you need and what do you want and where do you see the Holy Spirit moving? Because we don't have your vision. You have your vision. Um, and that's just kind of the way that we, Courtney hopes to see global, uh, global care move forward from this. Beautiful, point. beautiful. All right. Well, since Kairos has so much, he wants to say this morning, I'm going to ask him a few questions. Kairos, do you have anything you want to share with the people? <laughs> that's the one time he was quiet. We're going to pray and just bless this family. We're going to bless and pray for Courtney. Uh, what an awesome, awesome leader she is. She, again, has led our community care to some extraordinary levels. And so I am personally excited to see where she's going to take global care now in partnership with that. And uh, I want her to know that her church family is praying for her. And that we're standing in agreement with her. Would you, beloved, just stretch your hands this direction and let's pray and speak blessings over them. Father, thank you so very much for blessing us with the gift of the Smith family. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership that Courtney specifically is bringing now to global and community care. Thank you for her husband, her sons. Thank you, Lord God, for this church family that covers them with prayer with strength, with provision. May everything that they need 
be given and be provided. And Father, Father, as they follow you, may we also follow them, Lord God, into great things that you will do, translating into lives being transformed around the globe and in this community. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's love on them one more time, everybody. Come on. Real good. Thank you all. I just love seeing families serving God together and doing the work of the kingdom. Well, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to stand to your feet. And without any further ado, surprise, surprise, let's welcome Pastor Steve Trent all the way from central Uganda. Come on, let's welcome him. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You may get seated. Greetings from Uganda. Greetings from my uh, family and uh, the saints at large. Uh, they asked me to say thank you, thank you so much for your partnership with us. And uh, thank you so much for sending the team to come in July. Uh, I believe you had all wonderful reports. It was a successful mission. Thank you so much for everything you have done and you continue to do. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm blessed today to be a person chosen to share in the week of global mission. I am taxed to answer three questions. Uh, those are the questions which I'm going to rotate around uh, within my sermon. But before I tell you those questions, may we pray. Father, bless your name. Thank you so much for today. Bless us. Speak to us. May we hear what you want us to hear today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, the first question which I am taxed to, to answer or to share about is why missions? The second question, why should we care for one another globally? The third question, what is partnership? I'm going to begin from the book of Acts. Chapter 1, chapter 1 from verse, verse 5, actually verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, that's Jesus. So I'm reading from NIV version. I repeat, on one occasion... While he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, 
are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After I said this, he was taken before their very eyes. And the crowd hid him from their sight. As we read this portion of the scripture, I'll go straight away to the answer. Why missions? Why this church is so focused on mission? First, maybe I'll begin with the second answer, with the second answer. The second answer I would say is because the, the church is, is filled with the Holy Spirit. Whenever you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll always be a mission-minded person. So I'll go to my first answer. Why, and why is it missions? It's because we are commanded to do so. In the words of Jesus, when he was with his disciples eating, he told them, do not depart from where you are. Do not depart until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. There are things which we can do within our own efforts. Believe me not, but there are things which we cannot do without the power and the presence of God. We cannot be mission-minded. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out within my mind how can other churches and ministries operate if they do not depend on the Holy Spirit? We'll always be selfish. We will always be self-centered. Why am I saying that? Because on verse 6, when Jesus had told them that you are going to receive the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you stay here and wait. On verse 6, quickly they gathered around him and they said, and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Their mind was centered on their kingdom. They were self-centered. But on the mind of Jesus, Jesus was looking beyond. He said, it is not for you to know. Don't worry about that. But what at hand is this? You will be my witness. 
I believe most of us, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the tasks you are given is to be a witness, is to move and to go around and share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's for you to speak on the behalf of Jesus. Because the Bible says here, immediately when he has spoken that, Jesus was taken away from them. And everybody was saying, and the responsibility was being left to them. So it's the same responsibility we as the church, we have. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to be a witness, to represent any missionary, any person to be a witness. You have to move. I normally say to the people back at home that we are not given the Holy Spirit to sit and warm the chairs. Sometimes we break them and we buy new. But if we are given the Holy Spirit and Jesus has entrusted his power and his presence to us, one task, one of the tasks he gave us to go outside and be witnesses. So, why missions? Because we are commanded to do so. Sometimes we get tired to hear mission, mission, mission. Care, 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 care. Sometimes we feel we are fed up. If you are fed up, maybe...